all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We are actually considering this the first podcast of the season. Everything that happened before that, <laughs> before tonight, doesn't really matter. Game one was sort of an extension of preseason. There you go. Facts. <laughs> you see it. You read it. Curry leads the way with 41 in the Warriors matchup. 122-114 over the Kings. Let's get it. You know I had to get it started early. Night, night. Night, night from the MVP. That's right. I'm telling y'all right now. Steph getting that third MVP. Barring injury. Steph. Third MVP, oldest to get it. Let's go, NBA history. What you got to say about that, Justin? Hey, if the if the wins is there and the and the games played is there, we know his his game is going to be there. So I need better energy board. than that. I'm on board with it, I man. You know, if that's this, my this, 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 this. fuck all the ifs, yo. That's you my know? high energy right there. That's my. That's high your energy. high energy. I need you to step it up more. Did you did you see what Wardell just put on? Did you see the display and what he just put on? Let's just remind folks, okay, Justin, because you right now, I need the energy <laughs> level up. I need yeah. it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stephen Curry tonight, 41 points, y'all. 73% from the field. 70% from three. 100% on his free throws. Okay. I mean, what are we what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here with Wardell, Justin? A monster. Scary dude. Like he doing stuff. It looks like he about to lose the ball and then he just like picks it up and launches it and it just goes straight in, nothing but net, like he meant to do it the whole time, which he obviously 14 did. of 19. 14 of 19. I can't even remember the shots that he missed, to be honest. Seven of ten missed. from three. Six free throws, not bad for Steph in terms of the number. I mean, this is a... Six is a lot. Yeah, really? yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one is thing, a remarkable game. <laughs> one thing that we can agree upon with the CB3 edition is that they are shooting a lot more free throws as a team. <laughs> Hopefully it continues. He grifts. He gets one or two grifting fouls every game. Um. Steph's starting to grift a little bit sometimes on the bringing the ball up the court and stuff. So it's leading to free throws. And this team doesn't really miss a ton of free throws. So that's going to be huge for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. so much to get into tonight, Justin, right? But, I mean, we, we're starting with, with Steph because he is the story of the game. Um, excellent performance. When they got a little shaky at the end, just – and we know that was mostly about them just feeling like they had the game, and so they stopped being careful. Some more turnovers. The King stepped up their aggression a little bit. D Fox decided to D Fox because he is on the come up and one of those dudes on the rise. So mm-hmm. um, they made it a little interesting at the end. But when the ball finally went into the hands of Wardell, where it should always be in those moments, shout mm-hmm. out to Chris Paul, but it should always be in Wardell's hands in those moments. Something good happened. Um, the the play that led to the dagger shot from Steph involved Andrew Wiggins. And I tweeted mm-hmm. Justin because I'm not going to front. I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> when Andrew had the ball. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, this is a turnover waiting to happen. I mean, we know his handle isn't that great. <laughs> sometimes indecisive with his decision making, but he drew defenders, you know, um, going to the to the basket and then passed it out to Steph, kicked it out to Steph at the three point mm-hmm. line. I, I was shocked that that happened, that he was able to make that play, mm-hmm. um, complete that assist, and Steph Steph just drilled the three. You know, he'd been on all night. And that was pretty much the dagger. What did you think of that play, Justin? I, I, I tweeted about it. I thought it was a pretty good play call. I know Steve's not your guy. <laughs> I know Steve's not your guy, but it was a pretty good play call. I think they knew Sabonis was going to be on Wiggins. They knew two was going to go with Steph, so it was going to create like a delay. And then the reverse effect would happen where both would react to Wiggins going to the basket. Steph would get open. So it was a good play. I mean, they were hard doubling Steph from like the third quarter on to the yeah. end of the game. So um and he still had 41 still had 41 and still shot 70 percent overall I'm, and from three i'm telling you i can't remember what shots he missed but hey he just he owns the kings i mean he owns a lot of franchises but he really owns just owns the kings <laughs> they were showing some stat like his last i don't know 15 regular season games against the kings or whatever it is he's like 14 and one now something crazy so the king of nor norcal we're King of California, but especially North, Northern California. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, I'm happy that it involved Wiggs. I'm happy one game after he was benched, um, basically at the end of the game, that Kerr trusted him to be mm-hmm. out there on the court. So I'm sure that felt good for Wiggs. And he was aggressive from the start of this game, um, grabbing boards, you know, taking more shots. Not that they were all going in, but he was just, I think, way more assertive in this game. He was. Um, I believe he had one rebound last game. He had five this game in 27 minutes. So, like, didn't play, like, crazy amount of minutes. Still was very productive. Three assists, two blocks is another good indicator that he's being aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. Would like to see him going to the rim a little bit more. Um, yeah. They kind of fe- they featured him, but he was kind of settling for jump shots a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his jump shot rhythm will come back as the season goes on, but you can Agreed. always get an easy layup. He did have one play where he went straight into JaVale's chest and just like knocked in and knocked him over, just laid it in. I'm like, man, you can do that every time you catch the ball, bro. But <laughs> it'll, it'll come along. You know, Wiggs will have like a good stretch of games where he's playing like at his absolute best and – um. You know, he's one of those players that has his valleys and peaks and stuff like that. So, for sure. Yeah. It was a good game today, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, good game from a number of guys, right? Um, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with your guy, Moses Moody, who had the <laughs> highest plus minus tonight? We can start with Moody. Moody's always going to be right. We, he's consistent, always going to be ready. Stay ready, you know, defense. Both ends hitting sh- hitting shots. He's not scared at the moment. Um, yeah, he's just a big time player. It's, I mean, it's Moody and Kaminga. Like I've been on the train since the off season. I said they're going to make a leap together. Um, I like to make the joke that they're going to be like Danny Green and Kawhi from the twenty fourteen Spurs. That's kind of like the 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 identity this team has to kind of take, though, right? Like that Spurs team didn't have anybody like Steph on it, but like as far as everybody else. 
just a lot of depth, everybody playing almost an equal amount of minutes. And then like, it's just death by a thousand cuts, like a bunch of guys that can kill you, a bunch of guys that can hit threes and score and play defense. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking this has kind of got to be their, their run or their version of that run. But yeah. Um, I saw someone tweet that uh, Moody's coming for the starting spot. I don't think that will happen, but oh, I didn't know that two people tweeted it. Well, I wasn't even talking about Nana. So, <laughs> um, Jason Battle, another friend of the show. Uh, uh, so can Moody? At any point, work his way into the starting lineup. Not necessarily this year, but in their future. Oh, I think so. I think his ceiling is a elite level two way player, right? Scorer and defender. He's not necessarily well. I won't say never, but at this point in time, he's not like a lockdown one on one guy. But he's an amazing team defender, as we've seen. He's gotten like five steals in the last two games, or in in their first two games of the season just being in the right place, right time, incredibly long arms, good instincts. So I think for sure he can be a starter. I think um, maybe best case scenario, fringe all-star type of player at his peak. So yeah, starter is definitely in his future at some point. Yeah, you can imagine he. there's a potential he may start some games this season, especially when they have those back-to-backs, clay rest nights. You have to mm-hmm. figure that he's a potential guy they might look to, definitely. depending on the matchup. I mean, he's other than Clay, he's the only wing that's like a legitimate shooter. Like there's guys that can hit shots, but he's the only other shooting wing on the team. So he's going to have to play a lot and he's definitely going to have to fill in for Clay if Clay's not playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned Kaminga. Monster. He's coming along, making better decisions. Like he'll still have his moments. And I think it's it's good for Steve to continue to show that he trusts him because he'll have his moments where he turns it over or makes a bad move or something like that. Steve just keeps going to him. He can't, he went to him at the end of this game again because they just needed a little bit more athleticism on the court um, instead of Looney. And he came down with some big rebounds at the end and, you know, just, just a good player. He's getting so much smarter every game. And then, even in that he's one of those type of players that you look at the end of the game and his box score, he somehow has 12 points, five rebounds. Um, he was a plus nine, just super athlete. And his, his athleticism is usually felt when you see him out there. You always see him somehow involved in a play, whether he's jumping for a rebound or something or above the rim. He had a nasty putback earlier. So he's learning how to use his gifts to the betterment of the team. So. Um, we saw an appearance from Trace tonight. Trace is he's in that moody camp. My guys under my wing. I gotta I gotta keep, I gotta keep having them up. They my guys. Not our guys, them. your guys. My guys. No, no, you don't get to own all of them. You can have Moody. <laughs> it's just Moody and Trace. It's just you Moody can have Trace. Moody. I have Kaminga and we share Trace. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, Trace. Trace is going to work his way into the rotation. I think he's going to eat into Dario's minutes because Dario is kind of a disaster defensively right now. He's waiting on Draymond to get back. But in the meantime, uh, like I said, I think Trace can do a lot of the stuff that Looney can do, but he's just athletic. You know, like Looney is obviously one of the best rebounders ever. He's a better screener at this point in time. But Trace, 
can legitimately finish at the rim. He runs fast in transition. Um, and he can challenge shots at the rim. Like Fox tried to score a layup once. I think he affected that shot. I want to say yeah. he had another block after that. Um, only played five minutes, was a plus seven. I mean, he went out there and he made an impact immediately. He was a part of that big run that they made in the third quarter. Um, I think he can only just – his minutes can only go up. And I don't think we'll have an issue with Steve uh, playing him because he's, what, 24 already? Right. So it's not like he's super young. So speaking of Loon, another player that owns the um, Sacramento Kings, um, <laughs> much better game from him tonight than we saw in game one. Mm-hmm. He owns that Sabonis matchup. I mean, Sabonis going to have his 19 and 18 rebounds, seven assists, whatever. That's a pretty good stat line. But it's very clear that Loon affects the game much more when they're playing. Mm-hmm. Just defensively, he's much smarter. Um, set screens, does all these and things. And how about that dunk from him tonight? <laughs> Shook Sabonis right out of his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty cross. He looked like high school Looney right there with the crossover and then got to the rim, dunked it. Um, Loon is always, he's one of those dudes that plays himself into shape. Um, so he's getting there. Really? But I mean, I felt like we were seeing videos of him all summer. Wasn't he like on the beach or doing some wild workouts? I don't know about that, but he might have been. You don't know about that? You didn't see those posts? I didn't see those posts. They actually. definitely were. He it was it was like one of them Steph kind of workouts. I want to say the mm-hmm. desert, but I don't think he was in the desert. I think it was like on a beach. Yeah. No, he well, was I mean, I'm not saying he out there like like not doing anything, but I think the speed of the game, he got to get his feet used to it, you know, early in the yeah. season. I specifically remember like if not was it last season? Not last season. Yeah, he was at one of those open runs. Someone's I yeah, he's, at, he's always at the Rico Hines runs because he went to uh, UCLA. Okay. But, I mean, he just might just be slow. Like, <laughs> he's just a slow yeah. guy. But he knows how to use his body. He knows how to use his footwork and stuff like that. Um, he started the game a little weird, but he got into it. His stat sheet is is filled on, the, on here as well. Three steals, one block, six assists. Um, just a good, smart player. So, Loon is our guy. Yeah, you know, um, it's not showing in the plus minus tonight, probably due to like some of the lineups, but I still thought Gary was um, impactful. And um, I've seen a lot of tweets, which rightfully so I understand. We really do need him to get his uh, corner three back. Um, But he still was just impactful defensively. He was disruptive. He's just... uh, but getting his shot back would be nice. For sure. He ended up hitting one. I think they were, they showed a clip during the game of Steph telling him to keep shooting, like his, his mental, you know, stay confident. I think it's a rhythm thing. As the yeah. season goes on, he'll be more in rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, he's everywhere on defense. Like, he almost alone can anchor a defense, which is weird because he's so short. Mm-hmm. But his energy, he's chasing stuff down. His ability to close out at full speed and then not get blown by like he can still just recover and move with the offensive player is crazy because usually you see guys sell out completely try to block a shot block a three and the dude just pumps fake and just gets to the basket but gary is never out of the play which is super valuable um always in a, in a guy's handle he's just you know he's gary like we already know what he can do it's just a matter of him staying healthy getting that rhythm and then they just keep keep churning out these wins like for sure. 
thoughts on Chris Paul and um, Clay Thompson tonight? Both good. Chris Paul controlled the game. I mean, 12 assists, three turnovers. Two of them were like at the end of the game, I think. Um, he had three yeah, steals. Yeah, like stuff like that. Um, he's he's shooting that midi. The thing with Chris Paul is like he needs a little bit of space. Like this is Clay too. They're both older, slower, so they can still shoot. They just need more space to get their shot off. Like they're not going to just sit up here and shoot a bunch of contested shots and expect to make them all. Um, well, Clay might, but like <laughs> it's not realistic for us to expect them to make a bunch of contested shots. And neither one of them are at the point in their career where they can just beat guys off the dribble and just, you know, from a standstill, create their own shot and get open like Steph can. Um, so they need screens. They need space. They need guys to pull defenders away from them. So um, they got a little bit of that tonight and shots went in. Like that's the name of the game with Clay. If he gets open shots, he's going to hit them. If he gets guys staying with them because he can't create separation, but he still shoots it. That's when his numbers start to look bad. Um, but he didn't force anything. He only took 12 shots. Chris Paul, 12 shots. Um, so I like what I saw from both of them. They held up better than I thought they would defensively this game. I mean, 114 to the Kings in pretty much a shootout. And then they the Kings scored like what? Like 15 in the last six minutes or something? Like, yeah. For the majority of this game, they've held up defensively, which is super encouraging because we got Draymond coming back too. So it's kind of falling in line to what I thought they could be defensively, which is an elite team on defense. And, yeah, it starts with those old dudes buckling down, boxing out, and playing defense, and they've been doing it. Facts. I was just really happy to see Trace tonight um, because we mentioned him last episode. Um, and then Kerr utilized him. So that was good to see. The only other person I'd really like to see at some point soon is um, Pods. I'd like to see how he will come yeah. in and play now in some real NBA action. So mm-hmm. um, if these dudes can finish a game, <laughs> they was up almost 20. They should have been up 25 and then the, the benches should have emptied, but they let yeah. them back in the game. Yeah, but I mean, I want to see him in like meaningful minutes too, is what I'm saying. Like the way we saw Trace today. Mm. Yeah, I think somebody's have to be playing terribly for that to happen. I feel like, unfortunately, I mean, it's just the reality of having Steph and Chris Paul. It's like zero point guard tonight. Maybe when some guys are out. So yeah, maybe on this back to back coming up, we'll see some pods. Um, a lot more Trace. Hopefully Trace's minutes go up. I think he started. He played because Dario got in foul trouble, but Dario's gonna be in foul trouble. And he was impactful, so I think that's gonna. Yeah, Hope, hopefully her that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, for sure. And he, and he provides a he provides a different look. Like in the NBA, centers unless you are a superstar, centers have to be like play very specific roles you got your lob big you got your screener you got your stretch big um you know with the warriors they have draymond and looney who are more like connectors screeners and connectors and dario's a stretch but they don't really have a lot big so they gotta let trace be that like the the role big for the rim which is what wiseman was supposed to be trace can fill that role now um and against certain matchups he can be super impactful 
Well, they talked about Trace even in the offseason, and it did seem like they planned to utilize him. Like, I don't think he was a... I don't think he is a rookie that they plan to like just not use. So mm-hmm. um, I just think Pods Pod was someone who I thought, and he probably still will just to keep him active, go to the G League. But I think he was someone who they probably expected that they were just going to, he was going to be in the G League. And he made a statement in um, preseason. So he just has made it interesting. Yeah. Um, hopefully. He gets whatever rotation Corey Joseph was going to get next, respectfully. <laughs> and I like Corey Joseph. I like Corey Joseph. But with all I mean, due respect, Corey Joseph. <laughs> yeah, with all due respect. Like, we just want to see pause. Like, he needs to develop. He's going to be here long term. Corey is not. He's also right. just probably better than Corey at this point. So, we just want to see pause. For sure. Um. All right. Well, you know, I think that was a pretty good game recap, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. What else can we touch? The Warriors, they, like we said, they got a little silly <laughs> at the end of the game. But, you know, overall, they got the W they needed. They're one and one with a number of other teams in the league Lakers, Suns, Clippers. So they're where <laughs> they need to be in terms of the West. And uh, even though they should be 2 and 0, we're in a good spot. Got their first road win. Steph noted that early in the season i know they'll have to win a few more before people stop having like flashbacks of last season and thinking the warriors can't win i'm like bro like why do you guys think the warriors can't win on the road like this is right. so stupid to me but you know whatever oh, yeah. I mean, we just don't as a people don't add context to a lot of things like the warriors have always been a good road team they've always been one exactly of the in the league it's like Last Steph year. shooting. If you if you do some shit all the time and then one time you don't, I'm not looking at the one time and giving it more weight than the other. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's it. Like, come on. Like, let's be serious. Yeah. And they they punted a lot of role games last year just by not playing guys or just having guys hurt. Yeah. So sure. we'll, we'll leave last year in, in the past. In last year. Yeah. Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, so Justin, I would like to talk some themes, right? So, um, third quarter Warriors, two games in a row. We've seen them. Are the third quarter Dubs back, Justin? They're back. The vibes are back. Yeah, I mean, Steph is comfortable. When Steph is comfortable, it's it's amazing what happens when you don't punch your teammates, you know? Like, that's true. (laughs) That's true. When the vibes are back, back. and it doesn't matter if it's at home or or away, third quarter come around, they figured you out and they're going to blitz you. And it's, it's funny because, I mean, you got Steph. Steph is going to win his minutes more more times than not, especially against teams that don't have a player of his caliber on it. Like, you're probably going to get blitzed in those minutes, which was what we saw today. He was a plus 10. Would have been more if they didn't kind of have a meltdown at the end of the fourth quarter. And then once Steph sits, you got Chris Paul coming in there, and he may not blitz you in his minutes, but he's going to win his minutes. They might win those minutes by two. 
but he gonna win his minutes. So essentially, with both of those two dudes on the court, as long as you know other guys around them are playing their roles correctly, they should be winning convinc- convincingly. Like, and that's what we saw in the third quarter. Steph started out, got hot, and then CP3 came in, and they just like was dicing him up, dicing him up, and they just kind of expanded that lead. I think it was what forty to nineteen against the Suns in the third quarter, and today it was thirty nine to twenty seven. Third quarter, yeah. They just got to play better in the fourth, but yeah. You know, um, you're definitely already seeing the impact of like Chris Paul, and he's doing what we thought he would do. Like even sometimes when like they're not able to complete something, you see he's creating really good looks for. Um, some of his teammates. I mean, I remember something I saw like really early in the game because it was like um, he passed to Kaminga, um, but it was just the spot and where he got Kaminga the ball, where like the possession before like Kaminga got it, and I think he probably needed to move in a little bit more. Like Chris got it to him where he needed to be, so that way he could like you know score. He didn't get the bucket, but it was just better positioning. Um, and it was just a better quality, a higher percentage shot. And so um, he's doing, he's doing, you know, what we expected him to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think this game in particular, obviously Draymond's out, but this game is kind of indicative of like the, the vision of the team. Like yeah. you said, like Steph 40 piece, Chris Paul, double, double. You know, putting setting everybody up, getting his mid ranges off. Clay taking shots within the flow of the offense. He was efficient tonight. He didn't overly shoot. Wiggins aggressive towards the rim, and then guys, the young guys coming off the bench, Kaminga, Moody, Gary's not young, but he's a high energy wing, and they just wreak havoc when they're out there. Get a bunch of steals, fast breaks, and stuff. I think that's like what this team is going to look like when they're peaking, like all those things, and then you just add Draymond into the fold. Their defense would be even better. And all that type of stuff so for sure and you know the whole clay contract thing is lingering i don't really give much credence to all these he's gonna hit free agency blah 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 blah, blah. like i feel like we talked about this in the last pod maybe we didn't but like my position is just like at the end of the day clay isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. um they're apparently far apart on the number of years um so I assume that also means like the money is not, the dollars are not right either. But the thing is like, to me, you know, unless Clay has some crazy season, he's going to maybe be in for a rude awakening or like, you know, like, I don't know what he's looking for, but like that contract just isn't out there, just like it wasn't out there for Draymond. So um, we're hearing it's the Warriors offering to, I mean, they gave Dre three, but the third year is an option. It's a player option, but it's still an option. Um, there's no way they're giving him four. They didn't give Dre four. <laughs> He's not getting four. So, like, he can throw mm. that out the window. Um, so, yeah. So, I, you know, he would have to have, like, an incredible season. And that may be possible, right? It's still only two games in, but... You know, it'll it'll I think be a reality check. But nonetheless, I appreciate the fact that regardless, he's not letting it impact things right now, mm-hmm. right? Which yes. we know on some level the uneasiness with Dre and his contract last year, and you know the talks 
somebody was going to go. And we've talked about it at Blunt Pair, so we don't need to get into it again. But somebody was going to go regardless, right? And so I, I don't think ultimately Dre could ever be that person. But if Jordan Poole, if, if that incident didn't happen and Jordan Poole would have came back and, like, had a similar kind of season as he did the year before, even it gotten better, it would have made things very mm -hmm. interesting. It would have been a For different sure. discussion. But one of those three guys, Clay, Dre, Poole, was going to be leaving. Like, Joe Lake have just made it very clear he wasn't trying to pay the money. And I think that was in Draymond's head, along with, you know, Jordan being Jordan and talking and being annoying and whatever. But it impacted Dre. You know, it is mm -hmm. what it is. That's what happened. And so I like that. And honestly, to be honest, like, if, if Jordan was still around, it could have been a trigger for Clay too, because it, it, it wasn't as um, pronounced as Draymond because Draymond actually hit Jordan, but it was a thing for Clay too, the, the mm -hmm. Jordan him thing. So um, it's unfortunate that it resulted in um, a young player who's so talented having to leave the team. But I think with him being gone, that'll hopefully alleviate it getting tense and the contract affecting the play for the season. Yeah. And I think he, he knows like, I can't gun for this contract and I have to, you know, we got to win. Like if I show that I can be a part of a winning team, then I'll be compensated accordingly. Um, so he's that's just, more valuable than you getting like numbers and da -da 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 exactly. all that shit. yeah, exactly. So he's, he, he understands that. At least it looks like he understands that so far. Hopefully he's he on the first two up. games for sure. Yeah. yeah. And we got to maybe give him some more credit too for that first game. I mean, I feel like we did and we talked about it, but like, especially when you see how Katie went off the second game against uh, mm -hmm. the Lakers, which I would actually say that him focusing so much on scoring and not trying to maybe get the others involved with a little bit more facilitation. Um, Who, Kevin? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> probably was in part why they ultimately lost that game. Um, he only had two assists. You have book out, you have um, Beal out. You got to get those guys more involved. Um, yeah. And he's capable of it, you know? It's yeah. not his first instinct, but he's capable of it. Sorry, not trying to derail this for a Kevin Durant combo, but I... I, I just thought that he needed to do that. He went off and it's, oh, you know, easy money sniper, blah, blah, blah. But they they still ultimately lost. And the guys the night before had just had really, their role guys, you and I talked about it. We thought that, like, they won the game, mm -hmm. you know, for um, the Suns versus the Warriors. And their others got involved. And Devin Booker made sure of that. He had eight assists and he was, you know, mm -hmm. Um, playmaking and so I just think Kevin probably needed to do that the next night but that being said he was offensively much better versus the Lakers than he was versus the Warriors um, and I think we got to give Clay some credit for the way that he really helped to kind of make it difficult on KD yeah I put KD on my my parlay the other night to get like six assists he didn't show up i thought he was going to do what you said he should have did he didn't but it's cool um yeah i think the warriors are going to be a better defensive team than the lakers i know a lot of people don't think that 
because Anthony Davis is the best defender in the world. He's not. It's okay, though. You're telling um, me that he's going to be the DPOY, and I don't think that's happening either. And I need people to stop talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. as the DPOY yeah, as well. That's the, that should be done. Both are disrespectful to me. Yeah, that should be done. Um, but, yeah, I think up and down the roster, the Warriors have a better defensive team. They have more. They have, like, four all-defensive-level players, right? Looney, Gary, Wiggins, and then you got Draymond, who's a defensive player of the year level player. The Lakers don't have that. They got AD, and they got Vanderbilt. After that, who do they really have defensively? LeBron is okay in spurts. He doesn't do it for the whole game anymore. D'Angelo Russell, not great. He's getting better, but he ain't great. Reeves ain't great. So, um, yeah, you, I think it was just a good example of that with how the Warriors guarded the Suns and how the Lakers guarded the Suns. Um, yeah. Which is why they needed LeBron to play already past what his alleged minutes restriction is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, if you're needing LeBron to go 35 minutes every night or potentially more. Hmm. I thought it was the deepest team in the league, though. They won the offseason, remember? <laughs> Rob Palenka won and the offseason. That's with Anthony Davis having a good game. That's with him having a good game. And that's with Book and Bill both out. But, hey, deepest team in the league. They're going, they're going to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> they got the best team, but <laughs> right. So. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. I put out a top ten list for brother from another of my top ten teams going into the preseason, and I had the order as Nuggets just out of respect for the champs, but y'all know I'm all in on Golden State, but trying to be a responsible, responsible media member. So, um, I gave Denver number one. Again, they are the the reigning champs, Uh, but I have Warriors at two. Uh, And then I had the Celtics at three. I went back and forth between Celtics and Bucks, but I had the Celtics at three, Bucks at four. To me, they're sort of like it's going to be one of the two of them. I'm just not sure. Like on paper, I like the Celtics better, but like the Bucks have the best player between the two of them. So I'm not sure. But um, so I had them like three and four. Um, at five, I had the Suns. And at six, I had the Lakers. <laughs> and they were they were pushing back on me. And then... For seven, eight, nine, and ten, I believe I had. I think I put. I think I put. I can't remember, but I had. I think the Heat and the Sixers in the seven and eight spots, and I just don't remember the order right now. Um, and then I had the Kings at nine, and I had the Clippers at ten. I just can't leave the Clippers out. Like I just. If those guys are healthy, I think they're a good team. Um, So, but because I still don't know about them, it's like, you know, and the Kings, like, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if it's the Kings. I don't know if it's OKC. I don't know if it's the Wolves. You know, I think one of these young teams, I don't think it's actually the Grizzlies this year. I just feel like losing Adams, plus you're not going to have job. They got too much going on. If they are still able to do that winning with the, all that happening, but I right. just don't see it. So, um, 
but I think I think one of the young teams are going to shine. I went with the Kings just in part because I'm a huge Fox fan. They took the Warriors seven. I just, you know, but who knows? Plus, I know with the Wolves, there's been some rumors like Carl Anthony Towns trade. You know, I don't know if he's being traded, but just, you know, I don't know. And I, I think intellectually, I think that the Kings have a higher IQ. <laughs> than the, the Wolves, yeah. Um, but admittedly, I did overlook OKC a little bit. So I'm, it's not that I'm not high on, on Shay. I'm not as high on Shay as everyone else. Like some people have him as a top 10 player right now. I don't believe that I do. Uh, so I think the OKC will be better. They'll be good this year, but I haven't totally jumped onto that OKC bandwagon yet. Yeah, they're, they'll be okay. Um, I think they'll definitely still be in the play-in. So they don't have uh, another center other than Chet. They just got to – and they're young. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I kind of – I pretty much align with your top ten. Um, yeah. I mean, the Kings have so much continuity. Their offense is going to be still elite. We'll see about the Mavericks. They're currently 2-0, and but it's, again, the Luka carry us show. Yeah, I don't believe in the Mavericks, so part of that was just me disrespecting them, but I don't. (laughs) I I don't believe in them as uh, either. (laughs) They they don't have a great team. (laughs) They don't have a great team. They have two – they have one MVP caliber player, another really good player, and then a few other good role guys, but their team as a whole is definitely not going to be something that's contending for – playoff position i don't think they they might be in a play-in but we'll see and yeah I, I think i take the celtics over the bucks slightly as well like you do i think they match up very well with the bucks and i think their five overall is just a little bit more versatile or their top six is a little bit more versatile more shooting all that type of stuff more defense on the perimeter so yeah nuggets out of respect warriors celtics bucks phoenix lakers seems about legit for me as well. Oh, I love how we're on the same page. It's fascinating, <laughs> really, because you're such a great basketball mind. Thank you, Justin. Clearly, you are as well. Oh, look at those guys. The vibes okay. is back. The vibes is back. <laughs> the vibes are definitely for show back. Um, so yeah, you know, speaking of lists, I was reading this list um, that Yahoo put out um, of like tiers of like players, and um, they had, and we don't need to go like too deep in the tiers, but they had like you know they had. Jokic, I can't remember if it was Jokic, Giannis, Steph, or Jokic, Steph, Giannis. I know Jokic was first. Um, But they had them as, like, the first three. But then they also had, like, Katie in there, Luca, and I want to say Tatum. Um, And I had tweeted, like, yeah, I don't agree with this. I I think that um, the first three are their own tear. But uh, I definitely didn't agree with... um, 
those other guys being in tier two. And I think I can um pull it up real quick here from their page. Hmm. Okay. Um, can I find it really quickly? Oh, you know what? I think maybe Vince Goodwill had it on his page. Let me see. Um, Cause I was just like, yeah, Vince had it. Okay. So it's Jokic, Curry, Giannis, Luca, Tatum, Durant. I, like th- level one. I just don't, hmm. I, I cannot support Luca, Tatum. I get an unwillingness to remove Katie as a tier one guy just because he was there for so long, but I still don't get, and look, people have been trying to elevate Luca into this conversation for a long time. I, I don't see how we're putting like Tatum there. I just don't think any of the three of them are still there, you know? Um, yeah. So, and then level two, which I think is probably really the only other level that we need to get into um, is, was then Embiid, Shea, Braun, Butler, Leonard. And I, that like, again, I saw a top 10 list. Shea was in there and I don't even think he was 10. And I'm just like, guys, no, no, no. Like, this is really high to be yeah. putting Shea. Yeah, he was seven on somebody's list, I think. I'm just not there with him yet, you know? And I just feel like, I mean, it sucks because now Booker is out injured, but I'm like, we got to really maybe start considering Book top 10. Yeah. He I mean, he might be 10. Like, I keep saying, like, the nine and 10 spots for me are, like, what's fluid and a number of guys could go in there because... Like for me, I have so it's those first three we said. Well, Jokic, Curry, Giannis, whatever order. I'm not gonna like debate order right now. Of course, I'm gonna always have that first. But like, I think we're at a line. Most people that those are the top three players in the league, right? And then you know, I do think Luca's in the top ten. I think Tatum's in the top ten. I think Durant's in the top ten. I think Embiid is obviously in the top 10 and I still think Braun is in the top 10. So that's already eight players, right? After that to me is where you can make arguments for a lot of people. So I don't right. think that Shea should be above any of those players that I just named. No, nah. um, no. Nah. Well, the thing with LeBron is like, he getting up there. You know, but But his the best version of LeBron, Shea can't match yet because LeBron's physical profile is just right. You know, it's uh, it's he's 6'10 with you know all those physical gifts. So, but maybe on a night to night basis over a regular season, Shea's younger, he's gunning for individual performances, but it's not just Shea. You know, my point is more so that there's like, yeah, there's a bunch of guys out there, you have. Um, Jimmy Butler AD. out there yeah. is 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 Shea better than the best version of Kawhi Leonard? I like no. that's that's what I'm saying. It's just like I okay. I am not comfortable with how people are just like yes, he's definitely top ten when um you have and then there's Dame out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to look at who else was on because then the the level three guys were like I'll just run through them quickly, but it was like. Dame, uh, it's Dame, uh, AD, ja, Dame, ja. ja, Jamal Murray, Booker, 
uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Paul George, Zion, Ant Edwards, and De'Aaron Fox. I'm not convinced that Shea has separated himself from all of those guys that were in that list. Some of them, but not all of them. I would say he separated himself from most of them. Dame? Not Dame. It's like a few that he did not. That's a long... Booker? There's a bunch of people in there. There's too many people in there because not all of them are on the same level. No, no. not good. And I'm sorry, but like, I just, I'm not going to have um, Darren Fox continue to be disrespected. He's one of them guys. He's on the way. He on the way. He's on the way. I don't really, I personally don't see Shea as like superior to him. They're to me the same level of player. So, um, and then, you know, Anthony Davis has his, you know, moments. I just, so like it, it, like I'm not someone who has Anthony Davis as a for sure top 10, but I'm just saying, you know, and then like, we got to see what Ant Edwards is going to do this year. So, um, I would definitely do these levels a little differently, but anyway, I thought it was interesting, interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's. I mean, I feel like today's league is it's so top heavy with talent. I think it's probably the most talent talent at the top of the league that has probably ever been. It's so many dudes that's like MVP caliber. You know, I don't think it's ever been this this many guys at the top. But like are they really know. MVP caliber? Because like then when it comes down to like the finals and and not finals, but just the playoffs and you know who has to do it, the the men sort of separate themselves from the boys. I think there's a lot of people like getting stats and numbers up, and then we see like when it comes mm-hmm. down to it, who's really who. Yeah, I mean for like a few, even a few years ago, it was what Steph, LeBron, and KD at the top of the league. Harden was kind of like next to that level and then after Harden it was just like who was the next Oh and that's the other thing Harden is here I think level four I think he's still a level three guy no I mean he's not playing but no level four he's in here with people like Sabonis bro Sabonis ain't that high that's what that's the issue Sabonis is too high I think Brad Beal too high my opinion but you can make uh you they can make do a have legit- Draymond in here. Respect for that. Yeah. I think you can make a legit case that somebody like Kevin Durant is like eighth best in the league. You know what I mean? Right. And KD's a legit superstar. Like Embiid right. is an MVP last year. You can make a case that he's like eighth in the league. That's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know when else in his in the NBA history where there's been guys like that many guys. Before you yeah, I think there's like the top isn't. three, and then I think like four through eight, <laughs> you can debate all of them. Yeah. Depending on, I'd look at it like Jokic and Steph are in a tier of their own. I think, I don't think Giannis is quite Giannis a little level. below them. I do too, but. Yeah. He's like, Giannis is a tier of his own because he's better than the field, but he's not right. as good as the two at the top, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that little that group under Giannis is still crazy. Like Luca's a monster. He's I mean, he put up 49 tonight. Luca Embiid, KD. Well, I don't know if Braun is still quite on that level, but that little group right there is nasty. The league is just so talented. Like somebody like Zion is like an afterthought almost because he can't stay healthy. 
But when right. he's healthy, he's like a monster. Like, right. He's crazy. Right. So. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how this year plays out, how the All-Stars, especially the guards in the West, play out. I need my guy Darren Fox on the team, though. That's all I know. I need it. I mean, Steph, Book, Murray, Fox. Book is missing all these games right now. Book, book a funny dude. Because why he play? Why did he play no, against Steph? So you played game one. <laughs> you know you they did that because Chris Paul was playing. That's a funny guy right there. We gonna get them like, back. Though. I don't remember any injuries happening to Book in the game. Yeah. <laughs> going after the game He's doubtful for their game tomorrow versus Utah. He didn't play tonight. You know what I'm saying? So he's different. He, and he it's just that. weird to me because this is like, do you really want to start so early putting all of this on Katie? Because then he may not make it through your season. Oh, I get doesn't... it. You got three guys, but you want those three guys to play together. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let them run, dude. Let's let let's let this be Brooklyn 2.0, please. <laughs> <laughs> they sit in games and choosing not to play together, and their chemistry is, is shot. And then when they finally play together, somebody get hurt or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but it's. Right. Let y'all go ahead. Or you're just overusing someone. It's like Kevin Durant's your oldest guy. You don't want him to be the one having to play and playing however many minutes he played and Mm -hmm. putting up all them shots and ice. Like, that's not like, yeah, I know everyone loves Katie going off, but that's not what you want if you're trying to preserve him. Definitely not. You see the Lakers trying to preserve Braun. They trying to toe that line as much as they can. And Um, already went out the window with it game two. Yeah. Yeah. So these teams better take it serious. I mean, the Warriors are taking it serious right now. That's what I see. Yeah. They just need to close games better, but they they're taking it serious. They should be two and zero, and then they're gonna run off of they're gonna run off a bunch of games. And people are gonna start paying attention to the Warriors because they still disrespecting them and not putting yeah. them in contention. For sure. When they, <laughs> when they win like ten out of twelve, everybody gonna be like, "Oh shit, the Warriors are good." And, we and they on the road and not at home, so y'all can't exactly. use that shit as an excuse. Exactly. With Steph building his MVP campaign. (laughs) Um, Okay, listen, I just want to hit a few things really quickly that um, came across my um, timeline. One of them being, why the fuck does Rich Paul lie the way that he does? Like, honestly, it's a disease. Like, LeBron does it. And now I'm like, does LeBron get it from him or does he get it from LeBron? Or is this just like a thing they did together? Like, I like it's wild to me, but he, you know, was on Club Shay Shay with Shannon talking about <laughs> how he he's good as a shooter. And he brought up the names of Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry to say he is as good a shooter. Just shooting. Just shooting because <laughs> Shannon was like, Clay, who? Like, what? Like, like, basically, stop your nonsense. And he's just like, I'm only talking about shooting. Bro, you sound like a moron with all due respect. <laughs> because, first of all, just shooting is not just standing still wide open. Like, when we describe people as shooters, it's because of the multiple ways that they can shoot the ball. So, like, the reason why Steph Curry is the best shooting is not because he gets to just be wide open, standing still, shooting the ball. That's not what, like, what are you doing? Right. Reggie Miller would not even say he's on the same level of Steph as a shooter. And this 
Negro, <laughs> Rich Paul, <laughs> is bringing up Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. He is putting himself in the category of conversation with the Splash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Justin. I'd like, to, I'd like to hope to think he was uh, not serious. He Bro, was he was asked repeatedly. <laughs> Did you watch the clip? I watched the clip. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just assume that he was just really, really sticking to the shtick. Like he was just like, you know, because yeah, obviously that would be moronic of him to think that. So I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt and just say he was joking, because there's no way. I mean, no you're talking Somebody about a man very close friends with LeBron, and LeBron lies about everything about <laughs> being Malcolm X. He lies about all the predictions he had for players. Like, I knew this. I knew this would happen. I mean, this man is a pathological liar. And now, I mean, can we really not put it past his buddy to also be lying? (laughs) Something funny with LeBron. Like, people were asking him on his live, like, what his favorite soccer players was or something. (laughs) And you could clearly tell he was reading names off the computer. Like, LeBron is so funny. And then they got a clip. They got a clip of him after the Nuggets game. They said meeting Jamal Murray's family. Did you see that? No. He was meeting like Jamal Murray's brother or something. He dapped him up, and then like he very clearly um, thought the kid was Jamal Murray because he saw the real Jamal and kind of paused a little bit, and then like dapped Jamal up. LeBron is just hilarious, man. He's just funny, dude. He's not, but the like to laugh at, I like to laugh, laugh at him. Yes. But he's also a liar. I want to be clear. He's a liar. <laughs> he's a pathological liar, too. That's true. He lies about everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, why? What Jalen Ramsey say? What Jalen Ramsey say? He said, You do be, they heard you be capping. <laughs> 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 Okay. Okay. And then we have to, we're talking about Kings Warriors tonight. And how crazy is it that, like, um, on the eve of this game, we find out that Stephen Curry signed De'Aaron Fox, first mm-hmm. Curry brand athlete with a signature shoe. Very yeah. dope. Very dope. Very I sweet. love it. I also loved his shoe, at least the little quick glimpse I saw of it. It looked kind of fire. I might have to cop. Fox's shoe? Did he get a shoe yet? He didn't. Well, the oh, shoe they showed him. It might have been that shoe with all them colors. Those were like special. I've never seen those shoes before. They probably like a Fox Player Edition. Like he get his own custom version of the Steph shoe. Those were dope. Did you see yeah. them with the multicolors? I was like, oh, I, I like these. I didn't see him. I didn't see him yet. But in the video, they're in the promo because like they went to his feet and it was. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've never seen those before. Yeah, Curry Brand been putting out some some nice stuff. They just gotta like you know get their marketing up and stuff like that, and it's good to start with Fox. Um, never really thought about Stephen Fox having that much of a relationship until like the last two three years, which is so cool to see now. It's grown to this level, um, and he always he felt highly of Steph. Always, always, yeah. The Warriors in general, he's always. I mean, he's a pretty respectful guy, but he's also super competitive. So it's kind of like it's good to see both. You know, like when he gets on that court, he's trying to give. Fox gets it. I'm telling you, like 
I just think that it's the Kings and Fox next. I don't think it's the teams who people think are next. It's like, it's just the way he talks, the mm. way he approaches the game. Even today, like, I mean, the Kings didn't win, but he started going toe-to-toe with Steph, you know? Like, he's, he's one of them. He's one of those dudes. He is. He is nasty. I mean, like, you let him get to his spot, and now he's, I mean, he's shooting at three with, much more confidence, just jump shot in, in general. Once they get rid of Sabonis, <laughs> that team is going to go elevate to the next level. If they can turn Sabonis' contract into players that, you know, are more so winning players in a playoff setting, they're going to be scary. Because even Malik Monk, is he's gotten so much better as a ball handler and passer and stuff like that off the bench. Yeah. Keegan makes a leap. They get rid of Sabonis. They're going to be right in the mix. For sure. Well, guys, Steph said night-night on the Kings, and it's time for me and Justin to say night-night because it is 2 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast, and I got to get my beauty sleep. Justin needs to, you know, prepare for his women. So, I'd be making up rumors about Justin. So whoever, whoever, if he has a lady, whoever she might be, please don't pay attention to me. I just like to mess with Justin. Um, (laughs) I actually have a a train, a train, um, these girls in basketball. They're like 12, 13 years old. One of them listens to the pod. (laughs) So if you listen to this, don't pay attention to that. (laughs) And not to that, but some of the some of some women be crushing on Justin though. That's wow. that's true. They be wow. like, "Ooh, Justin!" They be sending me the heart eye emojis. <laughs> I love to bring it up because it makes Justin blush, and you know we rarely get smiles out of Justin, and he's so you know, serious face. So we got to do it to break things up a little bit. Did they see the videos of you dancing? Did you share those tweets with them? You know, well, bopping your head, you know. No, I didn't share that. You don't remember that one? And the other one when you were singing? um, (laughs) No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. You don't remember none of that? No. Y'all check my timeline. Check the Golden Spaces <laughs> pod timeline. Oh, okay, oh, they're there. They've been tweeted. It's Stop. Justin. It's bloopers. It's Justin. It's outtakes, you know, that don't make the show. But it's Justin out of his element. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Time for bed. <laughs> the people need it, Justin. They want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. <laughs> All right, Justin said it's time to go. So no, for real, y'all. Thank you for tuning in, Doves. Thank you for bringing the vibes back. Shout out to all the guys. Shout out to me for the way that I've embraced Chris Paul. Yeah, uh, now only if Draymond could get back on my good side, that would be a much bigger task. But yeah. we're we moving right. Yeah. The <laughs> final step is Steve. The final step is Steve. That's the boss. Yeah, the too, boss yeah, too much. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Chris, Dre, Steve. Yeah. The final, final just, step is if Chris LeBron might just be there. where we stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Chris. Or okay, maybe okay. all you're going to get me with Dre. Kerr, not happening. 
All right. It will not happen. Guys, we will be back. We appreciate you tuning in. Please follow us on Golden Spaces Pod, at Golden Spaces Pod, on Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed and following our podcast. Make sure you're leaving us great positive reviews, giving us a five-star rating. Make sure you are Subscribe to 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel where you can find our show and watch it if you're not listening on audio. Uh, That's where new episodes appear, so subscribe so you're alerted the moment that we drop a new episode. We're so appreciative of your support. Until next time, take care.